Welcome to the Conscious Living Podcast, conversations to educate, empower, and enlighten our world. An uplifting and inspiring series of conversations and talks with your host, Jackie Woodside. We are educating minds, empowering lives, and enlightening souls to create a world where love prevails. In this engaging podcast, we deliver exciting, positive, transformative talks and teachings designed to elevate your life. Now, let's join our host, Jackie Woodside, for this week's session. Hi, everybody. I'm so glad that you've joined me again today for another episode of the Conscious Living Podcast. We are here on a mission to educate, empower, and enlighten our world. So thank you for being part of this community and being one of those people out there, one of those soul journeyers committed to conscious living on our planet. Today, I'm just so delighted to have with me not only an extraordinary spiritual teacher and speaker, but also someone who I've known for many years and is a dear friend. Lisa Natoli is a spiritual teacher and the founder of The Healing Cure. You can check that out. She'll tell us more about it. But also Lisa and I were co-congregants and, and uh, leaders, lay leaders in our uh, spiritual community at Unity on the River in Amesbury, Massachusetts, years and years and years ago. So uh, it's delightful to feature you today, Lisa, and bring you into my community. I know you've had me on your podcast back in the day. So I look forward to continued collaborations. For people who haven't come up upon you and your work, just flush it out a little bit more. Tell people a little bit about your journey and where you're at today. Uh, thank you so much, Jackie. Well, first, I just want to say thank you so much for having me on the show today. And I want to thank you for all the work you've done. I mean, you are just such a clear teacher and so practical and down to earth. And um, so I just want to say thank you for the way you show up in life. It's just so inspiring. And um and it's needed right now in the world. So a little bit about me. Um, I could do the long version, the short version, but you know, I'm just somebody who, as most people had a feeling there's something else going on, you know, as a child, we, we feel that this, you know, we're connected as children, and then we start to lose that connection to consciousness. And, and then we learn the, the laws of the world. You know, I learned to be a good student, a good person, a good friend. Um, I grew up in New Hampshire, I ended up going to two colleges, I have two degrees, um, I followed the rules, you know, I just was like, okay, this is how to be happy, how to, how to be successful. And, and then I moved to New York City, I got a job just at the bottom as a assistant to um, one of the higher ups and I ended up working my way up to director of marketing and, and sales and in this pu um, publishing office and you know, the dream come true right you know like everyone thought oh Lisa has it all and I just felt like I was living on a house of cards I just thought everyone thinks I have everything. You know, I was traveling, um, eating in great restaurants. I had a, a great apartment. Um, I had the whole package, you know, and, but inside, which is what everyone experiences is the fear that this could be taken away any moment, the fear or the, the sort of the thought I'm a fraud. I'm just a small town girl from New Hampshire. I, I really thought they made a mistake hiring me. 
I mean, I got that job out of 800 people. Wow. And I just thought, I'm going to get called into HR in a second. They're going to be like, so sorry, we made a mistake. You, you shouldn't be working in a New York City publishing office. And so I drank. I was alcoholic, started smoking cigarettes. I mean, we have to do these things to manage, right? How to control these emotions. And, and then I really just kept looking at spiritual books. I mean, the main one was A Course in Miracles, and I devoted myself to that literally for 25 years. I mean, I gave all my physical stuff away at one point. I wanted to, I just wanted to wake up. I wanted to have that experience that so many talk about. And I just kept thinking, I just got to buckle down on my spiritual practice. I got to forgive. I got to let go of physical possessions. So I'm somebody that was really extreme. And I still wasn't having that experience. I still wasn't having that consistent experience of love's presence and happiness and joy. And, And so I finally got sick. I got physically sick in 2012. And it was the best thing that ever happened to me because it... It brought me to a place where you surrender. I didn't surrender for six years. For six years from 2012 until 2018, I did everything to try to heal. It was diagnosed as an incurable autoimmune condition, terrible physical symptoms. I couldn't talk, I couldn't see, mucus coming out of my eyes. Um, Just a lot, physical pain, a lot of, Um, and I did every diet. I did raw diets. I took supplements. I spent like $20,000 and I was still managing. Like I was still, you know, showing up at unity and showing up, but I put the face on, you know, I was like, oh, I'm fine. I wasn't fine. And then in 2018, my husband, Bill Free, who's a follower of Rupert Spira, a non-duality teacher, he'd heard from him the question, can you welcome it? And on October, 2018, at the height of physical symptoms, it was, I thought it was dying every day. I'm like, this body is failing. There's just, there's like this, I don't know what's happening to me, but I could feel like I'm dying. And I tried everything, nothing worked. And he said, can you welcome it? And it was like my wake up call. It was just this moment. Can you welcome it? Can he said, it took me to healing it took it literally changed everything for me and and so now i you know i put it all in this program called the healing cure and Mm -hmm. i just i just want people to really recognize that that which they're seeking for is what they are and Mm -hmm. we search everywhere for it beautiful and so that's that's the long story yeah yeah um it's really fascinating story to hear you know, from the heights of success in what I call the default life, you know, you did all the right things, you put all the right puzzle pieces together, and there's still the sense of like, this is it, like, I'm still not happy, I still don't know peace, I still don't know joy, that's the, what I call the default life, and then you, you know, pursuing that, but then getting sicker and sicker, so tell us about the healing cure, and this, and, and this method, and community that you're forming around it. Yeah, it's, it's, I, I try to do everything I can to, tell people this isn't about body healing, although it 
body healing. I have seen a lot of it happen in many different people. But it's more about really an approach to knowing your true self to to recognizing this invisible force this i love you the living conscious podcast name like in your company and your just all your work is living consciously because i teach people to live consciously as consciousness and to stay present as presence okay so hold on so don't even move on from there what does that mean let's dive well most people were we're trained as Uh, from the moment we get here that we're bodies and we're immediately put in a a category of it's a girl it's a boy one of the other so we we live we literally have been trained to focus on the physical that's where we and we think we have five senses we have you know what we can hear and see and feel and touch and taste that's real and so we have a thought system which everyone has accepted as normal that I'm here and you're there and I'm a body and I'm an age and I'm a gender and I'm a color and so are you and so is everyone else. And, and so what gets missed because the focus is on the physical so much is that there is a power and a presence which is invisible it's here it's consciousness it's people call it awareness god light love self being i mean there's all these different names for consciousness but consciousness is this invisible presence that is nameless genderless it's 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 what we are it's it's and it envelops us completely so so actually like one of the major things that shifted like it, it was just like this like oh my god we often think the spirit is in me like i'm a body but i'm having a spiritual experience that's kind of a thing a lot of self-help teachers say but the body is actually in me. So Jackie and Lisa is in me, me, the self. So we start to shift our perception to live as the I am, which is nameless. And the interesting part for me as a teacher, and it's taking me, I'm still, I'm still getting my feet into it because this is whole new ground. Many people, have this thing where they just can't function in the body anymore so they they start to live as the invisible they just want to meditate all day long they just want to stay in that peace and bliss and they want to just kind of be away from people that's not it so it's what the healing cure is is first the awakening to the self and then the embodiment in the integration so that you come back into the body mm-hmm. and you your personality is actually amplified now so it's not like you're becoming personality less you're actually using everything that's kind of you mm-hmm but it's, you have no attachment to it anymore. You're living as joy, as love, as peace, as, as this consciousness. 
Oh, great. So it's, you know, I've seen, literally seen physical healings that most people, I, I don't put them on my, on my sales page because I don't want to focus it. I've seen two cases of extreme cancer disappear. I've seen tumors disappear. I have seen my own health change. I've seen every single person still isn't happy. Like there is such an interesting thing to, to see because I've seen pain disappear. And most people who are listening to this say, oh, I won't be like that. If my cancer disappears, I will be doing cartwheels forever. No, until you heal the belief that you're a body, the mind is going to go, oh, well, it will come back. Oh, so great. So heal the belief that you're a body. So instead of you're a body, you're a consciousness. Is that? Yeah. And the consciousness is comprised of your energy field, your spiritual nature. Like what, what is your thought on that? Well, it's not your energy. It's, it's, energy it's literally energy. oneness. It's, yeah. it's, so I'll, I'll just I'll just give everybody just a little example of like how it works. So, and I'll just use you as the, the person. So if you can just close your eyes and people, nobody has to close their eyes, but it can be helpful to close your eyes and bring your awareness just to this moment. Just everyone else who's listening to this, just to be present, bring your awareness to just the chair you're sitting in. Any sensations that are arising. Your feet on the floor. If you don't have feet, just whatever feeling, sensation of the body on something. Are you aware? of this moment? Mm -hmm. Yes. Are you aware of the sound of my voice? Yes. Are you aware of body sensations? Yes. Now take yourself back to being in the mother's womb before you got here. You don't know if you're a girl or a boy. You don't know anything about being a body. Are you aware? I don't know. I don't know what that's like being in the womb. I guess. Well, let's take you to, let's take you to now you've just been born. Okay. Is there awareness? Yeah. Yeah. So but that awareness is what you are. Yeah. Even yeah. in the womb, there's awareness of sound. There's awareness mm -hmm. of mm -hmm. movement. So yeah, I can, I can get that. So awareness of being is there. Exactly. That's it. Yes. You can open your eyes. There you and go. That's it. Like it's not, it's not, is that awareness and you can, so everyone, you know, later, I just, I encourage everyone to just try this out Yeah. to sit quietly. Like if oftentimes, like I take a bath every night and I close my eyes and I, I have an experience. I, I'm not a body. I, and I think, what age am I? 
Like I, if I could just sitting in the bathtub and I'm aware of just the moment, just the water. Yeah. The, I think, oh, this awareness was here when I was 12. And when I was, I have always taken a bath. And then I, and then I can have a memory of all the different bathtubs I've been in in my whole life. New York, Wisconsin, Italy, Florida, Vermont. And I think, what bathtub am I in right now? The only memory brings us to sequence time and space. So this is not taught yet. This will be taught like these, these kinds of ideas where we can really recognize. And, you know, right now is an exciting time in, in life where young people are saying, do not put me in a box. They're just saying like, you know, it's been an interesting progression in consciousness over the years of seeing people who say, I'm not going to live under the norms of boy girl, mm -hmm. like the boy girl relationship. Like I'm in love with this person. And now it's like, it's getting even wider now where people are like, I won't even go under the category of gay anymore. I will, you can't put me in any box because, and in a neck and one more second, the, and people are actually saying, I don't want you to put a gender down on the birth certificate. Wow. Like we're already having like consciousness is expanding at such a rate right now that it's, it's, it's changing so fast, you know, and it's, and so we have, we have this thing. And I, I do believe like, this is why young people are having such a tough time right now and why we're seeing so many suicides because they're coming in as pure consciousness and they don't know how to function here. Yeah. They don't, they don't know, like, you know, we're, you, you get put into a history classroom and now we know all the history books were written by white men and the school systems like we have to change this. So we have parents that are probably going like, I don't know what to do with my child right now. I don't want to put them in the regular school system. So this isn't just like a, a, the ethereal, like spiritual mumbo jumbo. This actually is coming into like, how do we practically live and move and act as th things are changing so quickly? So what, tell me why you say that, I, I agree with you, by the way, but I want to hear more about it. Tell me why you say that consciousness is expanding more rapidly. Well, I just think that there's, and it's actually not totally accurate what I just said, because consciousness is. So is. we have, and, and people say it who are religious say God is. And so we have these terms. So consciousness actually doesn't expand, but for for when we're located as a body and we believe I'm a body, I think language has to be used in a way that someone can kind of expand their own thinking where they think, oh, energy's moving. Energy actually doesn't move. Consciousness doesn't move. Consciousness is, it's whole. It's just, it was never born. It was never, it never dies. So when you hear the religious way it said jesus is like i was never born and I, I you know i go to the cross and i didn't die and i resurrect he's speaking as consciousness he's speaking of that which i am so when we say that the, the mind that was in christ jesus is the mind in me that's consciousness yeah 
that which Jesus, Jesus was speaking 2000 years ago from a, a place like I and the father are one, the father is consciousness. So we think religious, oh, God is a guy, he's out there and I can pray to him. No, God is another word for the eternal, changeless presence that just is. So when we, when we can start to, and that's why like compassion comes in because you recognize, oh, we're literally, literally all in the changeless. Even the Hitler and the Putin and the, like everyone who's just the murderer, the, but they've forgotten what they are. Nobody would do those things if they knew what they were. No one. Right. So what happens when people forget? Because there's the horrible, you know, Hitlers and Putins and murderers and rapists and child abusers. There's people that do horrific things. And then there's people that are just living their lives, but they live their lives in such a way that they get up, they go to work, they come home from work, they have a beer, they have another beer, they watch TV, Mm -hmm. they go to sleep. So they're basically living really asleep, not as their consciousness. And then I would say there's people like me who are, you know, what I would say fairly awake. (laughs) Mm-hmm. sometimes I, I'm at least aware of, uh, I'm aware of myself. I'm deeply, mm-hmm. deeply aware of myself, but am I awakened? You know, so I, d- I guess what I'm saying is I do see, if you will, levels of awakening, levels of awareness, levels of consciousness, yeah. where, you know, from people who are so asleep that they are able to do horrific, vile things, people yeah. who are so asleep that they're just kind of going through life asleep, but not really hurting anybody. Yeah. Well, the the thing is, is that's a good point. And we categorize horrific things as the murderers, the rapists, but actually each and every one of us does horrific things when we ignore our true nature every single day and we don't see it. So we attack ourselves. We say, I'm stupid. We say, I mean, it's, I see, I work with so many people. So I, and I know what it was like for me. Like we, every single time that we judge ourselves, we criticize ourselves, we, um, any, anything that's other than love, appreciation and gratitude. So I can't tell you how many people and myself for years, I was always on a diet. I was always like hating on the body. That's an attack. And that's, that's literally a brutal attack on the love that you are. Mm -hmm. And so welcoming as like a practice for healing, is is the most powerful thing I think anyone can do is to start to welcome the body you're in exactly as it is. Welcome the pain, welcome the symptoms, welcome, because see what the mind does that's trapped in time. And when I say that, I mean that thinks it's a body that that's like so identified with, I'm Lisa, I'm a body, here's my likes and preferences. And it's not that any of that's bad, but when the identification is here, I'm separate, alone, weak, frail, powerless. And then what the mind does is it tries to compensate for those feelings. So then it will sort of do positive affirmations. Like I'm strong, I'm, but it's still identifying as the body. Mm. So when you, when you can really recognize all the distractions one has 
So most people think of distractions as shopping, alcohol. Most people don't think of a, a, a thought of boredom as a distraction. And then people are like, I'd, I'm bored and I don't like this experience. And then they want to do something different. So they've left the moment and they think that I can do something that will give me an experience in a few minutes. Yeah. I'll make a phone call, I'll watch television. But if you stay present with boredom and discomfort and pain, and you just like, I always put my hand on my heart, really just kind of like, just kind of, and then closing the eyes can be helpful, but it's like, I don't like this. I'm bored. I'm in pain. Okay. Let me just be present here and then recognize that you're the awareness of boredom. Mm, you're not bored. You're the awareness yeah, of boredom. Exactly. And, and the pain. So the pain can be horrific. So I, my symptoms, I mean, I would vomit spontaneously. I didn't know when traveling was super scary for me because I'm like, I have to be near a bathroom. Like I would drive in my car. I had flu-like symptoms at first and they just never went away. They just kept sort of, I lost, I actually had COVID symptoms when I look at COVID 2012, I lost my taste, I lost smell. Um, and I would be driving in the car sometimes and I would be like, like I would just feel like I'm gonna vomit. I have to, I'd have to pull the car over and vomit on the side of the road. Wow. Right. So this, that, that ended after a while, but most people wouldn't want that. Right. Like, we wouldn't want, <laughs> they would not like, like that experience. I, I would I not welcome, I would not welcome that. <laughs> but if you can say, but it's what's happening. It is what's happening right now. And you can, and the mind goes, I, this shouldn't be happening. And then of course, if you're on a spiritual path, it's, I caused this. Like then you start picking up the spiritual principles. I caused this with my attack thoughts. I caused this because I'm holding on to grievances. I'm I caused my cancer. And now I'm going to try to heal it. And I can tell you nobody can heal anything. That's that's what I'll say about it. Healing happens. It doesn't you can't heal. It, the only thing you can do is come to a point when you can recognize none of my methods have worked. Mm -hmm. They have not worked. I have had moments of happiness, moments of peace, moments of health, and then I'm back to confusion again. So if you can, if you can get to that point and go, ha, okay, it's not, it hasn't worked. And then you'll be ready to come home. Then you'll be ready to really say, I want to take this journey of discovery and investigation to find out what it is to live as consciousness and to live consciously. And again, it's, it's, it's not taught yet. There's very few individuals in, in the world at the moment that are teaching because most people teach how to have a better life. Right. Right. And that's okay. Like it's, that'll get you closer to what you really are. That'll yeah. get, that'll get you. If when you start living in kindness and, and you start living more connected and you start being like, it gets you closer. And then there's just this moment of like something else going on here. I want to know what that is. Mm. 
So how would you juxtapose what you teach? You say most, most people are teaching how to have a better life and you teach what? I teach know thyself. Like I teach because see, you are going to have a better life, you know, and it is a total paradox and it is a total, um, just, it's, it's just an interesting thing because you, you just have to really see like anything someone is trying to do to have a better life. Why are they doing it? Why do people want a better life? Less stress. They want to be happier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They want to be happier. They want to feel better. Yeah. And so if people were to begin to recognize that happiness and peace is your, your actual being and it's here and it's now, it doesn't come from more money and it doesn't come from a job and it doesn't come from relationships. You, and that's why the religious thing it says is seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and all else will be added unto you because you have to seek first that which I am. Right. So I am is happiness and peace. I am is this awareness of love's presence. My I am is the awareness of oneness and wholeness and completion and perfection. So once that's established, that's not the end of the journey. Now it's to live this understanding for the rest of your life, to really live in the world, live and move as this being, as this presence, and you'll have the best life ever. But most people start from the body level of lack and limitation where they're thinking, I really want to get that baby, the job, the house, the car, the, or I hate my job. You can't start anywhere from a place of hate. You have to, you really have to look at like what I'm the awareness of hate. Like you get to see the mind, you know, like um, so many, so many books actually like that Michael Singer person. I love him. The untethered soul. Yeah. He talks about that voice in our head. Just how much like we're not aware of that. We're not And it's when you can become aware of the thoughts that just arise. You just, you know, it's so, so that's, yeah, it's a reversal of the way um, we've been taught. And I'm convinced all positive self-help books are going to just disappear. I think they're going to eventually, they're just, people will be like, oh, manifesting? Because things just appear. They just, you don't have to try to manifest. You just stay as the self and stuff just shows up. So what will they be replaced with? Because the I think part of the human evolution is that quest for knowing, mm-hmm. connecting. So, so self-help will go by the wayside. Fine, love that. What will take its place? Consciousness, that's why it's cool, your title, that your business is living consciously. It will be replaced by non-duality. It'll be replaced by um, conversations about what is life what is what is this invisible presence what is how do we live consciously how do we so it it will be less and less or maybe completely it'll disappear about getting things yes oh thank goodness (laughs) i know it won't be and 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 it's not about not having desires because intelligence is intelligent it 
it's alive. It is life. If you look at like, we live here in New England, what's happening in the spring is just like, Nature knows what it's doing. It's just all the trees are bo- just popping. Mm-hmm. Just right? Like, right? They didn't have to call did, into a did, webinar to figure out how to do that. Yeah, but did we have anything to do with that? Nothing at all. It just exactly. happened. Of its own and, and it's happening all at once. Now, if we just can get out of the way of our own, like, I need this thing, I want this thing, and then you can sit again like my it's always this my hand always kind of goes to the heart and i'm just kind of sitting i think the other second thing that's super important is the power of silence Mm -hmm. because the silence is awareness so when you can really sit and just kind of be not trying to achieve letting the thoughts arise thoughts come in i'm bored i'm hungry don't worry about the thoughts don't try to get rid of them and and you can even like, as a, a kind of a fun ex- practice, think of what did you love as a child? Mm. You can start to get back. How can I get back to more joy? How can I, how, what, what would, what would be fun? That's like a question I love to ask people, like what would be fun? So instead of, I've been teaching healing as a natural ability for so long. And the way I used to think it's so boring. It's like teaching healing. I'm trying to heal. I'm going to heal. I'm sick. I'm I'm in pain. I'm... Now I'm like, what would be fun? Nice. <laughs> that, that It just shifts out of, yeah. like I just met someone who has fourth stage cancer and, and she actually lost her daughter to suicide. Her 16 year old daughter committed suicide a couple of years ago. She now has fourth stage cancer. She's getting sober lovely and i get chills right now and she said i don't actually care about healing the cancer i just want to i want to be happy with the days i have left those are my clients those are the ones that i'm like that's the one i want like i want someone who who's just like i I just want to be happy i just want to be in joy i would just want to i don't want to spend my last month on earth or my last year on earth trying to heal and being miserable right i want to be connected with friends and i want to do fun things and i want to even if it means you can't get out of bed i mean i know a lot of people who have great difficulty physically they they can't move very very much and the pain is pretty 24 7 but you can always rest in awareness yeah well and she wants to die consciously exactly yeah she wants to really just say that and i she doesn't she didn't know me at all she did i didn't actually tell her anything um at all she just it just came out of nowhere where and i was like that's what everyone wants they want to be happy and they think that the the getting of things or experiences will bring them but if they knew that it's here now it's what you are i get this then i'll be happy if i do this then i'll be happy no (laughs) be happy and then go do that exactly yeah if you still want to go do that but it's certainly not going to be the answer well that's what happens all that stuff just falls away it just and then you get to live in the adventure like bill and i we just bought a new house last year and we lived in a house for seven years that i loved i thought it was my house like it was just it was old. It was like a house from the 1960s, but it was on the bank of the Piscataqua River, and it was just so lovely in the forest. And 
I was so attached to that house and our lease came up. The owners live in Mexico, but they didn't want to sell it. And I kept thinking I can just use my mind to like manifest that house and get that house. And why aren't they selling that house? And this is my house. And finally, <laughs> I was like, that's all struggle. Yeah. And I, I, I let go of the idea of that house. I just said, you know what? there's a house somewhere for it, or maybe we won't buy a house. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll get a camper and we'll, maybe we'll drive down an RV. Maybe we'll, this house literally came in a day. Wow. And, and it came like four days after. So the moment I had that thought, I was in the bathtub and I still remember the moment. And I said, it's in the bathtub. It was right before Christmas. And I said in my head, I had this thought, Oh, I know what I'm giving Bill for Christmas this year. We don't really give gifts. We're not really big. We usually go somewhere and have a meal. So my gift was that I was going to be the most enthusiastic home buyer ever. Nice. So up until this moment, we kept looking for houses. And every time we would find a house, I would say, no, that's not it. No, that's not it. I was like, so not a fun person in the home. Right. That moment, I thought, that's my gift to Bill. Nice. I'm going to be the funnest, most enthusiastic home buyer on the planet. So I told him that on Christmas morning. January 1st, we saw the house on Zillow. We bought it on January 2nd. Wow, Lisa. That's and then the house market went totally the other direction like two weeks later. Wow. I love that story. I mean, that, so that's that, what I'm saying. It's not right. that you won't have a desire. Like I had a desire and this house is like a million times better than that house. I mean, this house has everything I always wanted. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like from my limited perspective, I just thought that's what I want. So and you don't know what's coming next. So just to surrender yourself to the possibilities of something new. Right. Um, yeah, you had to welcome not having that house. Mm -hmm. That was yep. what you, you stepped into welcoming. I'm not going to have this house. And that opened up the whole possibility of being an enthusiastic home buyer. Yep. Beautiful. Lisa, and your wisdom is profound and your teaching is profound. I know that people are going to want to look you up, maybe, you know, work with you, have something of of you and what you do and who you are. So what are ways that people can find you and follow you and get in touch with you? Oh, thank you. Yeah, my website's lisanatoli.com or thehealingcure.com. And I have The Healing Cure. It's an eight week online program and it's do it yourself. And I've worked before in the past with um, groups. And at the time I, I'm really just feeling it's, it's really a program that I put in a way that I really feel can be done for people to have a direct experience. Just listening. I just updated the videos, so it's all totally brand new. And, and, um, that's, that's pretty much all I have for now. And, yeah, that's great. Those yeah. Are fantastic ways. And, you know, I just look forward to continuing to elevate your voice. I know you have a huge following and, loads of people who, who know about you. Um, gosh, I remember being on your podcast so many years ago and so many people came to me, oh, I heard you on Lisa's podcast. I heard you on Lisa's podcast. So I'm affirming that the same for you, that, that together you and I on this journey 
will continue to support people in the importance and the miracle of conscious living. So thank you for being my friend and my partner. Thank you so much, Jackie.